Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Sabrina Justison, and I'm with Vicki Tillman and Kim Smythe. And we are happy to be with you talking about all things Homeschool High School. We are recording remotely again from two different locations, separated by a thousand miles, and yet joined by the wonders of modern technology. <laughs> and here we are, you're tuning in via even more wonderful modern technology. So isn't it swell? It's swell. It's awesome. When we understand how to use it. <laughs> yeah, well, really it's swell. We'll see how well it is. <laughs> and when it works the way you expect it to. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So we're actually doing fairly well tech-wise this morning, and I'm feeling hopeful that we're going to march forth. You bet. With wonderfulness yeah <laughs> and if not that vicky's 20 year old will fix it yes. for us <laughs> praise god for seth yeah, absolutely oh my oh my Thank yes you. praise god for seth so actually what we're going to talk about today is about helping our young people know themselves and know themselves well enough that then we can all plan our homeschool high school experiences accordingly and we can factor in those those important unique pieces because there's not one the right, right way. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a lot of different ways that might be right um, and certainly ought to give you insight into discovering and developing a right way for your homeschool high school to run based on your unique teen. So Vicki has a unique kid who is not much of a kid anymore, not even a teen anymore now that he's 20, but who has wonderful um, skills for video and audio, audio editing, but who also has a personality that fits with doing that. It does not make him want to tear his hair out or hurt anyone, right? <laughs> right. Now, if, if it was left to me and I had to do all this technology, I would tear my hair out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or other and, and I have a kid who can, I have a kid who can do it, but who doesn't really enjoy it. And so it's okay for the first hour, but if it's going to be an ongoing thing, it becomes a source of tremendous frustration. So these kind of things, they're, they're slight differences. They're unique qualities in individuals, and they actually do have an impact on how you do things and what goes well and what becomes a source of stress instead of fulfillment. That's one reason why there's not one, one right, right way, way to homeschool, <laughs> because God did not make one kind of homeschool high schooler. Absolutely. Absolutely. For example, I just realized I'm still wearing my favorite little shiny bracelets, and they drive Seth crazy. Other things don't drive him crazy at all. So because I love Seth so much, and because I love you and I don't want to you jingle in your ears, clinky I'm bracelets. taking off my clinky little bracelets. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, so let's jump into this. Now, if we're talking about our teens knowing themselves so that we can all plan accordingly for a good high school homeschooling experience, there's actually a lot of different things to consider and to maybe ask about our teens, um, some of which would be obvious and some maybe not so much. So let's start with the obvious. Let's talk about learning styles. And Vicki, if you would be so kind, um, start us off with just sort of a review of the basics of learning styles, because some folks have looked into this a lot because they homeschooled from the itty bitty years. 
and others have brought their teens home and maybe are their first year in homeschooling and have not even explored the idea of learning styles. So what are the different learning styles and why do they matter? Well, you know, you can get whole books on different learning styles and get yourself all torqued with it. But anybody Mm -hmm. who's had kids long enough that they're teenagers, you know, some kids love learning and they actually just really get excited about reading a textbook. Just some people are born that way. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any I didn't of those. either, but I do know some. Yeah. And they're very lovely people. Yeah. And so some kids, you, the what you want to do as you plan their homeschool high school years is invest in lovely textbooks. Mm-hmm. And some kids absolutely need to be hands-on and moving while they're learning. And they don't outgrow that. You know, unfortunately for them, a lot of their college experiences, if they go to college, are going to be sit at a desk and listen to lecture. But in high school, you still have the freedom mm-hmm. to do a lot of hands-on learning. And so you can tweak curriculum that way. Yeah. Some kids like lectures. Mm-hmm. So the, the more, like, I like to the listen listeners. to it. Some will learn a lot if they see and listen at the same time. So everybody's got a different bent. And we have the right and the kind of responsibility at high school level to let them continue to lean into that gifting. And that will also help them unfold more about maybe where God's directing them in life, too, just by their interest in their their bents. Like some little glimmers of career or college yeah possible and and some of that yeah maybe especially hands-on learner kind of kids yeah yeah somebody who can't really sit still for school for you know even as a high school student not because they're undisciplined but just because of their nature is probably not someone Mm -hmm. who's going to do great in a in a job where they're going to sit at a desk five days a week for you know eight or how many hours a day yeah so so if you know there are really good books out there if you like to have labels for that like a kinesthetic learner is a kid who needs to move around while they're learning um but that's too technical for my brain so (laughs) (laughs) auditory and kinesthetic and it's like yeah, they, they just move or they listen, so, or they and, read. And it's important not to, like, pigeonhole your kids either, is that they may have one really strong, or they might be pretty multimodal and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of go back and forth. And especially if they are going to college, it's good to kind of work with what their strengths are, but also help them help them learn how to adapt and how to learn in their non favorite modes too yeah good that's a good Excellent. point yeah. yeah so as as you sit down and discuss that you want to to bring in a little stretch too yeah mm-hmm. yeah excellent and that very much segues into the next sort of area of getting to know um our, helping our teens get to know themselves well which is recognizing their academic sweet spots and their academic areas of struggle and oftentimes what you can do is take their their favorite mode of learning and use that in an area of academic struggle. But then perhaps take an academic sweet spot and require, encourage, uh, stretch them to learn in their their non-dominant learning style. So if you've got a kid who is a, a wonderful, wonderful reader and who loves to read and who loves all things visual, and you have them work with some lecture stuff or some audio, um, audio-based learning that's going to strengthen them but you don't want to dump that onto the same course that they're struggling with good so good point right good dovetail point. yeah yeah i i also we found uh, being being very honest and transparent here 
we found in our our family too it's important to pay attention to the teaching style of the teacher Um, because if yeah homeschooling is not just about the teen who's learning it's about the parent who is the teacher absolutely you got to figure out how your your styles work together and when they bump up against each other what do you do about that very good so these are things that even if you've got a fifth grader you you want to be really thinking about but let's let's add in something that then becomes much more of an issue when we get to the teen years and this is something that is um, self-knowledge for our teens that for some of them is very natural and it and it comes up organically and for others we have to kind of coach them with some questions and some good conversations together to help them begin to take note of some things about their personalities and how much their personalities affect their high school learning experience um, with the littles, we tend to adapt more to what's going on with them because they don't have the same level of self-awareness. But by the time we have teenagers, they need to really be encouraged to become more and more self-aware so that they're taking responsibility for creating a successful learning environment. Because once, once they're finished with high school and they move on into a college classroom or a new workplace or the military or the mission field, there is not going to be someone else creating that successful learning environment for them. They need to know themselves well enough, right, to, to learn their new environment, whatever that is. Yeah, and that's that. that's real important for the kids who are going into a, a pretty non-directive environment. Oh, yeah. So I, I think about my son who's at a state university now, and th- that thing is, is huge. <laughs> so compared to my kids who went to smaller Christian colleges where they had professors who would you know, invite them over for dinner and advisors, you know, pass them in the hall and, you know, so they, they knew each other well and could mm. get a lot of coaching. These kids are making their own schedules, their own decisions, their own, are you checking things off for graduation? So for a kid to be thrown into that cold turkey and never have had mm. to make his own decisions about academics and study skills mm. and time management, um, it, it's a, a big mess. It's really good for my job as a counselor. <laughs> it feeds you lots of points. I, I get so many college Vicki Tillman Coaching.com, boys <laughs> yeah. and girls. Vicki Tillman Coaching.com because it's a, the struggle is real yeah, for a lot right. of our young adults. The struggle is overwhelming. So, but, true. so, you know, one of the joys of homeschooling is allowing our kids to step into the process of choosing courses with you. Mm-hmm. and some on their own, and learning how to manage their time, mm. which we will talk about in another episode. Of course. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's... So what... I'm sorry, go right ahead. You go. I, it just It's interesting because different kids are going to be different. Some are going to be wanting to take the reins from you when they're in seventh grade because they know exactly what they're supposed right. to do next and, you know, just get out of my way, Mom. And then you're going to have some that, you know, they're like getting ready to graduate and they have no idea what they're supposed to do next or what they want to do. And so that can be paralyzing, too. So let's stick a few labels on some of those things, because that's that's super important. We got our type A kids who in the seventh grade knew exactly what needed. And we're not just talking about the bossy ones who think they know. We're talking about some of our kids are very bright, very focused, very self-aware from a very young age. They also are the ones who are most likely to burn themselves out by the end of their first year of college because they are so driven and so focused and so hard on themselves. And we we need to help them chill out and recognize that burnout danger 
because it, they're real. going to have that struggle for balance the rest of their lives. Yeah, so as part of their homeschool health credits, it might be good to help them to define work-life balance and uh, yeah, you know to know what a healthy all-around lifestyle looks like. Mm. Right, very good. Opposite end of the spectrum, we have kids, I'm not going to use the word lazy, but we have kids who really struggle to self-motivate. Unless someone is actually holding a fire to their feet, they really feel, you know, I, I always think of that old um, Beatles song, leave me where I am, I'm only sleeping, you know, <laughs> just, just leave me alone. <laughs> and some personalities are very naturally wired in that direction. And so what are some things that we can do to help our kids without just judging them for being slothful and throwing the Bible at them and telling them how naughty that is. <laughs> what, what can we do to help empower our kids who really struggle to self-motivate? That's a really nice way to say is they really just don't give a flip about serious things. Well, there's that too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's just they're, they're different kinds of kids. So, But, you know, the kids like that need less adolescence and more adulthood Mm. because you don't want them graduating and thinking they're going to live their whole life in your basements, you know, like (laughs) playing video games. Like it just uh, is not doing them a favor to give this extended childhood Mm. to a child like that um, because they need to learn life skills. So part of their education their health credit or their consumer math credit or both is to really hand the reins of adult responsibilities over to them. So mm-hmm. you don't go buy them every new video game that comes out. They need to, to get a job and earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, you give them you know, a financial literacy course very early mm-hmm. and yeah. have them set up a budget and make a life financial plan. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they know how to home maintain. So mm-hmm. how you do chores and cook and do a budget mm-hmm. and paint the walls and, you know, all of the, right. the life skills. Because sometimes we get this guilt complex, I think, you know, a, a first world problem yep. of if our kids aren't having enough fun, <laughs> if they're not, you know, if they're, yeah. if they're not comfortable enough or they don't have the latest doodads, that somehow we are failing as parents. But for kids who, who really don't care, the most important skill they're going to get is care. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're going to provide a lot for your kids, let them know what you're providing for them. If you're going to pay for their cell phone, let them know how much you're paying for their cell phone. If you're going to pay car insurance for them and let them drive a car that you have, let them know what those things are so that they know what you're giving them, but also know what they're going to eventually be responsible yeah. for themselves. And that's that's yeah. not an angry thing. No, like, not at all. kids are no. different. It's empowering. Mm-hmm. Right. It's empowering for a kid like that right. because that's the kid who is going to find him or herself in a very unpleasant situation of either debt or losing a job for having a not care attitude or losing a relationship with a wonderful significant other because you just don't care enough to show that you're putting something in. So they, they stand to really experience a lot of pain in early adulthood if we're not willing to make it a, a little bit challenging for them in teenhood. <laughs> yeah, so one, one thing parents of those kids can do is make sure they're managing their own parental emotions. Like mm. you don't judge a kid because they just don't care about academics or responsibilities. Mm. You help them 
grow those. So manage yourself well and then help the kids learn to manage themselves well. Mm-hmm. One Excellent. As we're talking about this, it's reminding me one of my favorite theories we had when I was in school. We had to, you know, have a favorite theory and why it was our favorite theory. And one of my favorite theories, I can't remember the theorist anymore. It might have been Rogers, but I don't remember Rogers who, but, or who's <laughs> Rogers? It was who, somebody else Rogers. Richard Mr. Rogers Mr. and Oscar Rogers, That's it. Is it Rogers and Hammerstein? Maybe? That was they're it. My faves. They're your faves. Yeah, they're they're pretty high on our list too. Sorry. Um, was, anyway, favorite theory. Oh no, it was all good. It's just there's a balance of challenge and support, and if you challenge too much, you, that's a that's a bad thing. And if you support too much, that's a bad thing. And so it's a constant um, it's a constant balance. And so if you come to sevensisters.com and go to our ebook store, look for the magic wand, and just you know just buy one of those from us and. It'll all be yeah. good. <laughs> only... it's, it's under the Kim Smythe category yeah, of right. magic wands. Yeah, if only we had one of those to sell you. A, a magical appearance. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, let, I'll it, let you know when I find it. It does tend to be a moving target. Oh, there. I'll say. Yes. You get to a balance of support and challenge. Yes. Which brings us to humor in your homeschool. <laughs> yes, humor in your homeschool. Okay, well, before we run out of time today, because we're on a little bit of a time crunch, we just want to make sure that we are also factoring in some of the other large areas. We've talked about knowing their basic learning styles, understanding academic sweet spots and areas of struggle, recognizing their basic personality bents toward overachiever or perhaps underachiever. Um, and then let's also talk about their future plans, because we've, we've mentioned that, you know, paths are going different ways after high school graduation. And of course, at sevensistershomeschool.com, we have a lot of, of encouragement for you to dig into career exploration with your teens in high school. Um, but if you have a kid who is most definitely heading toward the traditional four-year college path immediately after high school graduation, um, your teen needs to understand that that is going to cost something. I'm not talking about the cost of tuition. I mean, that's the type of life that is coming next for them. And so this is what it's going to look like. Therefore, these are things I really want to be working on. If you have a kid that is heading into the military, they're looking at some serious life changes right after high school graduation. Think about what are the things that they're going to, this is going to be a kid who's going to need to be okay with being away from home, with being away from everything familiar, with having a tremendous amount of external structure. Um, built into their lives. So what are you doing to prepare for the after college life changes, even aside from whatever the specific career path is? Does that make sense or am I not saying yeah, that well? Great, right. Yeah, great, great points. Yeah. Which is why you need to have kids in on the conversation as you mm. plan the four years and each year's goals mm -hmm. so that they are owning and kind of envisioning what their future is going to be. So mm -hmm. we want to have a vision of what our kids look like when they march across the stage and get that diploma, you know, what kind of people they're going to be. But the kids especially need a vision of themselves when they graduate college or mm -hmm. finish trade school or, you know, like 10 years from now, what does their life look like so that they can start imagining themselves into that, you know, like, okay, so if I want to be in the military, I better be able to take orders. And yeah. I better be able to run a long way and have uh -huh. really good fitness yeah. and things like that. So, and a kid who wants to go and study, you know, physics in college, you know, for him to choose courses along with you that not only meet transcript requirements, 
but build his strength in that area so that he eases into college very well. Mm-hmm. And thinking about the non-academic parts of college, especially if your student is going away to college, but even if they're going to be living at home and commuting, being prepared for some of that either, ooh, I am far away from home, like you mentioned, Sabrina, um, some self-regulation things. You know, we don't want to be holding on to them so tightly until they walk out the door that when they get there, they go crazy because they don't know how to self-regulate and set some limits yes. and those kinds of things. And that, that has been, I have seen that a few times mm. where uh, a homeschool mom is helping their really cool compliant kid um, with time management so mm. well and with choosing courses. In other words, the mom says, you want to do you know, advanced chemistry, right? <laughs> over, over helping? <laughs> yeah. And so then the kid gets there and is lost. And the mom mm. says, well, I always gave them a voice. And it was more like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, like a, you gave them an echo. Yeah, yeah. you gave oh, them an echo. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So to you know, part of the homeschool high school experience for us is learning how to let go and mm. and hand over some of that decision making, but then understanding this is why we're doing it. You know, you're you've got a goal yes. you're working towards. There's a lifestyle, mm. a a a hope in a future you're working on. So what do we do in high school to start moving in that direction? So career exploration is important to that, too. Absolutely. So as a parent, you're doing some vision casting with your kid and hoping that they then, you know, hoping to cast enough of a vision with them that they catch on to and then they are the vision caster because you don't want to be casting the vision for them for their whole life. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, because that would be you trying to be God. That'd be bad. And that's not a good fit. That'd be really bad. Yeah, we, yeah we, when our kids when our kids learn to seek God for that vision and when they get the chance to practice catching God's vision for their lives with us just equipping and strengthening them to do it but not doing it for them then we're able to gradually step out of that role as they step into adulthood mm-hmm. and to allow them to have some discomfort with not knowing everything mm, although yeah. I find it enormously irritating when God does not <laughs> tell me my whole future um, he just... Oh, it never bothers me at all. I love being in the dark. <laughs> he, he just won't run the universe my way. I know, right? So, so we can have a vision or a hope or an idea mm-hmm. and aim toward that. But we know that as we allow God to direct our paths... And, and be willing to seek him, he will follow, he will direct our path. So, absolutely. Um, and so, our kids need to be able to be comfortable of making choices and not knowing everything. Oh, and yeah. that's, that's a, again, those moving target things that even as adults Balance. struggle with. So, yeah. Yes. And we need to teach yes. them that it's okay to change their mind, to, you know, to a certain extent. Absolutely. I see so many high school students who are, you know, in 10th grade are already absolutely paralyzed because they don't know exactly where they want to go or what they want to do or because they thought they wanted to do this and then they change their mind. Um, and I talk mm-hmm. to a lot of college students likewise who are like, oh, I, you know, I, I think I want to change my major, but I shouldn't change my major. And well, why shouldn't you? And why do you think you might want to? And, you know, yeah, yeah. that they, yeah. they don't need to know everything. Mm-mm. And as God tweaks things or... Yeah. directs their paths in a dramatically different direction. That doesn't mean the other ideas were a failure. Mm-hmm. It means that this is an add-on. This mm-hmm. is a new thing, and it's good to be flexible. Always. 
Excellent. Well, as we wrap it up, let's just review real quickly here. We're talking about helping our teens to know themselves so that we can all plan accordingly for a successful homeschool, high school experience. And so they need to understand their learning style, auditory, visual, kinesthetic, or put some other words on it if you like. Those who like to listen and who like to look at stuff and who like to wiggle, (laughs) um, they need to understand their areas of academic strength and their areas of academic struggle and how those things can line up and dovetail well with their learning styles. They need to understand their personalities. Are they intensely self-motivated or are they really not at all so self-motivated or do they fall somewhere in the middle as most of our kids do and what can they do with that understanding of themselves to make a successful learning environment we're going to talk more um, on the next podcast about actual strategies for passing that baton from parent to teen over the course of high school so that the the responsibility for for running with that I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm stepping into adulthood so that that passes from parent to teen. And so we're going to get into some of the nitty gritty of that on the next podcast. But we hope that this one has been one that just sort of lays that foundation for you to think this is not just about checking boxes for the transcript. This is about your teen who is a person, an unique individual wired by God for wonderful things that he has ordained for them. And we want high school to be Um, something that that focuses on uncovering that person that God made and and learning how that person is wired and then um, uh, opening the door to just say okay yes Lord we're ready let's let's go with the next step here and um, and let them run with what God's put into them yeah so we could invite our seventh sisters who are listening to go to seven sisters homeschool.com and check out all the kinds of posts we have so many posts Mm -hmm, on helping kids discover themselves on career exploration you know on on ups and downs of parenting teens it's uh you know that's why allowing for failure dealing with failure recovering Mm -hmm. from it yeah Yeah. and and we've got uh, some freebies for career exploration the kids can download and and kind of get started yes. rolling around some of those ideas. And I start teaching career exploration to a group class today. I can't wait. Oh, that's going to be so fun. Yeah, that's an awesome course. Well, and fun. it will really, if you have a teen who is either thinks they know exactly what they want to do, or even if you have one who thinks they have no clue, it's that has a yeah. lot of good self-awareness kinds of things that are bigger yes. than just what job do you want to have, but more about who are you how, what, who did God make you to be? What kinds mm-hmm. of things did God put into you? Really, really important good stuff. stuff. Good, good for kids yeah. and fun. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, highly recommended. Okay, well, until we are with you next time, we hope that you have lots of great conversations in your ho- homeschool high school with your fabulous, unique teens, because not a one of them is exactly like anybody else. And, um, so and that's just, a good just thing. Just press into that. That is a good thing. Press into that and have wonderful, wonderful conversations that, that dig into that. And we also encourage you to check out lots of other resources at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Um, there are many podcasts on all sorts of topics that will encourage and equip and empower you as a parent and a homeschooler and a follower of Jesus. And we look forward to talking with you next time about passing that learning baton from parent to teen. And until then, thanks for being with us. If you get a chance, hop on over to iTunes and give us some stars or leave a review and help other people find the Homeschool High School podcast as well. 
This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. See ya. Bye. Right, both our metronomes have gone off, so we must be recording on both ends. <laughs> now, how can you tell that? Because I heard your metronome go tick, oh, tick, okay. tick, tick yeah. when you started. <laughs> okay, there you go. It's just just over the phone. Yeah, that was it, all. It is. <laughs> I wish I had skills mad enough to actually be able to connect with your computer, and I know there is a way to do that, but I'm not smart enough. I thought it was just coming out of your wardrobe or something. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, yeah. let me see. Make sure I'm hitting my little yellow circle on my end. Yes, I am. All okay. right. All right, so are we good? We're good. We're good. Yeah. As good as we get. Deep breath, everyone, and we're going to start from there, okay? Deep breath. Yep. <sighs> <sighs>